Let's Talk Diz, a show that gives you everything you need to know to help make your Disney vacation as magical as can be in just about 20 minutes. I'm your host, Jeff Coviello. With me each week is Disney Master Sandy from Easy Diz by Instant Impressions Travel Services. Sandy, how are you today? I'm doing well. How are you? I'm doing good. Tonight's show uh, is right in my wheelhouse because it's something that I'm experiencing Every time that I currently go to Walt Disney World, and I know it's something that you have a tremendous amount of experience with, and it's something you get asked a lot, I get asked a lot. Tonight, we're going to talk about taking a trip to Disney World with those little kids that you have. So just, just tips and tricks to take a Walt Disney World vacation with little ones. And there's so many things to think about, and like we've said over and over, it's not a one-size-fits-all answer. What you do with your three-year-old and what I would do and what someone else would do aren't the same. So we're really going to give you a lot of perspectives so you can figure out who do you align yourself with most so that the things are the most valuable for you. So just a couple of things off the bat, right? Before we had had children, my wife and I bought in as Disney Vacation Club owners. We went a tremendous amount of times without kids, and we had plenty of people in our lives that had them. And that would take trips to Disney World. And, and one, one person would say to us, no diapers in Disney. I'm not taking my kids while they're in diapers. And the next person would say, oh, you know, I'm not going to take them until they hit a certain age because I, I don't want to spend all that money and have them not know what's going on. Now that I'm going through it myself, I have my own opinions. I'm sure you have your own. Tell us, what do you believe is the right age? Any age is the right age. When you're ready, it's time. And for everybody, that's different. But we looked at a couple of big benchmarks. One is we do a lot of trips for people with children that are two years, 11 months, and three weeks old. Why? <laughs> Under three is free. They don't need a park ticket. If you're eating at a family-style restaurant or one of those character buffets, they're free. And they don't count in your head count in a resort room. So when we've talked about resorts that sleep four and resorts that sleep five, if this is your third child and you're still trying to stay in a value which only sleeps four, sneak that trip in before they're three and you can have different resort options open to you. The next thing that we look at sometimes with people is what Disney calls a junior. Three to nine is one price and then 10 and up is another so again, people who are on the fence, do I want to go with my nine-year-old? Do I want to go with a 10-year-old? When you're looking at the difference, the tickets aren't drastically different. They're going to be, depending on what kind of ticket you buy, a $15 to $30 difference. But the meal plan for a week could be a $300 difference. So we look at all of those things with people to figure out what age, because again, any age is great. One of my absolute favorite trips, and nobody tell my daughter, is the first trip Don't we worry. took my niece on. I'm sure she's not listening. Don't worry. It's fine. <laughs> yeah. My niece was literally less than a year old. She was about five months at the time. It was my dad's retirement trip, and so that's what it was. There was no moving that. And people would say, you know, isn't she too young? Well, first of all, she wasn't mine, which means I wasn't the one with the diapers and things. <laughs> but it is my greatest memories because the characters love infants. When you're at a character dinner, they're going to come up and do their picture. They're going to put their head 
next to the stroller to get a picture if you've got a sleeping baby and they're going to interact with that child. And so no, your five month old isn't going to have these Disney memories, but you paid for the trip and you're going to have phenomenal memories with young children. So any age is a good Disney age. All right. So there's so many things here. You know, how do you decide and, and, and where do you start when you're taking a trip with a young, with a youngster? I think you need to look at you and what works for you. Because again, it's vacation. If you're not going to enjoy, it's not worth doing. So think about how much are you a routine person? How flexible are you going to be and go with the flow? If you're going to be stringent on nap time and bedtime, and you're going to only have two hours in the morning and two hours in the afternoon in the park by the time you get back and forth, it's not the time to take your child yet. The other thing is to look at height requirements. If you're looking at going with a child who's maybe four, five, six years old, if they love thrill rides when you go to local carnivals, but they're not tall enough for a lot of the Disney rides, it might be worth waiting another year. Also, once they're out of the stroller, I always say, you know, it's a really hard thing, but you might want to prepare for Disney by walking. If they're seven or eight years old, so they're not going to be in a stroller, are they used to doing 12,000 or 16 or 18,000 steps a day because you don't want by the end of day two with your dragging? So think about what's realistic for your family. And again, only you can answer how active your family is and how go with the flow you really are. The one piece I'll throw in there too, that I'm sure you see all the time is if you're a family that is taking your small children to Walt Disney World for the first time and you plan to go once every five years and so your entire trip has to be crammed with as much as you can do, that's very different from a family who maybe goes every six months. You know, So if you're one of those that goes every six months, maybe you don't feel the same pressure to do as many things in that one trip as somebody that goes maybe once every three or four years does. And that is very true. And one of the things I'm most proud of with for myself and my team is what we call the one and done clients. We get these calls all the time. The kids are usually somewhere between six and 10 years old. And the call goes something like this. I want to take my child to Disney. No, let me, let me rephrase that. I don't want to take my child to Disney. I feel like I have to take my child to Disney or I'm a bad parent. It's a rite of passage. So we need to fit it all in if you could help me plan because this is going to be a one and only. And again, I have such pride in it because we do that consultation and we talk to people and figure out what works. And, you know, I'll say to people, what time do you normally like to get up? What's a good time for you to leave the room? And they'll say to me, well, you tell me. No, you tell me. It's your vacation. We're going to build the perfect trip that matches what you want in your routine. And I love the success we have when clients share that with us because those one and done people come back and love it. And they, they're not every six-month people. It's tough to be an every six-month person in Disney. Um, but they're every two years, every three years. And people will say to me, I never thought we'd go again, but it was so different than I expected. And we knew where we were going and we were prepared for things. And that's really what I love about what I do. So you talk about preparation, right? Let's talk about the, the, the ultimate part of preparation, packing for a trip. So many things to think about. And some of that will tie into what resort you pick. 
Um, resorts with washer dryers. Thank I, God. I love a washer dryer because <laughs> then I never worry. I can throw it in. All of the resorts do have washer dryers that you can use that aren't in your room, but it's certainly more convenient when it's in your room. Strollers are the number one thing that we think people need to consider. Your child may be four years old and you haven't used a stroller for them in two years. You're going to use one in Disney. You've got that four-year-old and a six-year-old who hasn't used it in forever. It's time to get that sit and stand out because they haven't walked like they've walked in Disney. We used to recommend that you rent your stroller when you get to Disney. And I have to say, we've kind of changed our position on that because Disney's changed their position. They now only have one authorized stroller rental company that can drop the stroller at the resort for you. And we haven't had the greatest of success. So depending on the stroller, like a sit and stand, we recommend you bring your own. Then you'll have it in the airports. You'll have it at the resort from the resort to the entrance to the theme park. Again, it's not like getting out of your car at the supermarket and walking 25 steps and being at the door. When you get off the bus or the monorail, you're walking a quarter mile or a half a mile to where you can rent that stroller within the park. If you really don't want to bring one, one thing Disney did when they switched their policy on strollers, they got these awesome umbrella strollers in their gift shops and they're in all the resorts and all the theme parks. There's a Mickey one and a Minnie one. They're $30. They have a basket under it. It's a great thing to use for the week. It's going to be cheaper than any rental. And if you don't want to take it home, make some magic. Go into your resort lobby, find a family with a young kid, and pass the stroller along. I'll give one Coviello family tip for strollers. And all credit goes 100% to my wife, as it usually does with the mother. Um, We take our stroller with us. And we're a family that has a, a stroller that comes in its own travel case. And that travel case fits more than just the stroller. And so it can double as a carry-on. And as we know, in today's traveling environment, you're paying for a lot of things, but you don't pay to check a stroller. And so we're able to put a lot of things in there that we maybe would have normally in years past had to carry on. So just think about that. If you, if you are one of those families that has a, a, a case that travels with your stroller, you might be able to maximize that in a way that you hadn't thought previously. And that's a great tip. And strollers, as you said, are free with all of the airlines. The other stroller tip that I like to give, if you've never been to Disney, it's going to kind of blow your mind that there's stroller parking lots at each (laughs) attraction. It does sound crazy when you say it. I'm not going to lie. (laughs) It's somebody's job to keep moving strollers in the parking lot so that everything stays kind of neat and together. So while you park your stroller In the last row on the left, you might come back and find it in the second row in the middle. And a lot of the strollers look the same. So my other tip is I don't even do a family sign. I don't think anybody needs to know my name. But I like to bring a bright color bandana, a piece of really fun ribbon, something that I can tie around the handle. And sorry, no offense to the dads out there, but it's easier for them to find. If you send them for the stroller, they'll come back and tell you somebody stole your stroller. It's fair. You have that pink bandana (laughs) around the handle. It's pretty unique and easy to find. Okay. So let's segue away from strollers, even though we could probably do an entire show on strollers. (laughs) Um, Talk about when you eat there and you you, you want groceries in your own room. 
So one of the other great things about Disney is you are welcome to bring a backpack into the park with you, a diaper bag, whatever you have with you. You can bring anything in with you besides glass and alcohol. So I personally like to do a grocery delivery, anything from juice boxes to granola bars and things. Sometimes we'll even do Amazon Prime now where you can get refrigerator stuff. We'll do milk if you need it, maybe cereal. Sometimes it's easier to have some things in the room. It is a cost savings, but to me, it's also a convenience. In my family, I'm bored and I'm hungry are the same word. So standing in line in Disney, she's always hungry. Mm -hmm. So it's great not to have to get off of the line and to have what you want. You know, again, check out Amazon Prime now. You shipped with Target Delivery. If you're looking for those dye-free items or pack them in your suitcase, but you can definitely bring them in with you. And we've talked in previous shows about allergies and things like that. And Disney's great with all food allergies, but if you're bringing some of your own stuff in, you're guaranteed to know that you're okay. Definitely. Um, the one thing, here's my question for you. And it, I'm not one of these people, so, but I know that they exist. How many folks bring their own sheets? Typically, a lot of my families will with children that are 18 months and under okay that pack and play sheet where your child might have sensitive skin and you want it you know laundered in your detergent or a child who might be a tiny bit older and deals with eczema or other things you can definitely bring your own and that's something to think about again just with the super little ones so this next thing that we have on our list to talk about i'm going to full disclosure show my disney nerd side here is that we are vacation club owners. We have an owner's locker. We have stuff down there where we have some toys in there for for my kids. That she affectionately refers to them as Big Head Minnie and Big Head Mickey because their heads are larger <laughs> than the rest of their bodies. Talk about packing some of the, the kids' favorite stuff. So it's something that I always tell people to do very cautiously. Definitely. <laughs> you don't want to leave their favorite blanket at home so that they're not going to sleep at night. But you also don't want to bring the stuffed animal that if they drop it and you somehow miss it, they're never going to sleep for the next six months. So always a little bit of caution in bringing that item. But one of my pet peeves in life are these toys that come in Happy Meals. And maybe the answer is we just shouldn't go out for fast food. But we have, when my daughter was younger, we used to have quite the collection of these really annoying toys. I didn't want them. I usually tried to get them into the garbage very quickly after we would have the meal. And then I discovered that they were awesome for Disney. I packed all these little Happy Meal toys for two reasons. First is I didn't care if my child dropped it or lost it. And it was something new, but it was a toy that I had no interest in. And I will kind of duck and hide as I make this next comment that people may think differently of me. I have handed out more Happy Meal toys to unhappy <laughs> children in line behind me for my own sanity and told them it's okay to keep them. All right. So segueing away from uh, what you can pack, you talked about uh, toys you get while dining. Let's talk about dining. You know, what type of dining experiences are good to have with small children? I love to do the character meals with small children, and there's a couple of reasons for it. Number one, I don't want to stand in line for characters. So when you do a character meal, typically four or five characters are going to come to the table, take photos with your kids, do autographs. It's kind of super efficient. 
The other thing is character meals tend to be, for some reason, in a little bit noisier of a restaurant. Maybe they've got some big background music going. They tend to be buffets. So there's a lot of interaction, people up and down. So you've got a lot of meal choices, but you've got a lot of noise. If your child doesn't like to sit for dinner and maybe they have a meltdown on the floor at dinner every other night, you can pretty much get away with that at a character meal and nobody's going to notice except you. Right. If your child doesn't sit for dinner, Disney's not the place to try out the signature dining, the upscale things. Think about what's realistic for you and your family and set up those expectations. And as you said, the character meals, some of them, you know, maybe Pluto does walk your child around, but maybe you went to Ohana for breakfast and there's a coconut race or Crystal Palace and there's a hip hip hooray for poo parade. Those are great things. Your child has the option to participate or not participate. But you also, as a parent, because I was one of those, have the option to get up and leave one parent with the camera and kind of stay real close because you don't want them just wandering the restaurant. Even though it's Pluto, who in theory isn't a stranger, you can stay close. (laughs) What about the opposite, right? Eating in isolation almost. You can definitely eat in your rooms. You can prepare meals in your rooms. Again, depending what you're looking to do, you can do that grocery delivery. And then if you look at some of our villa properties, the one and two and three bedrooms, all have full kitchens that are stocked, not with food, but with pots, pans, glasses, china. They've got a full-size refrigerator freezer, a full stove, cooktop, microwave, dishwasher. So you can decide whether it's a budget reason, a food allergy reason that you want to do the majority of the things in your meals. And we can definitely talk about which resorts are going to be ideal for you. There's a tremendous amount of opportunity to eat throughout every park that you're in. What about snacks? I love to have them in my backpack. Whether it's that I brought a box of Cheerios that I'm dividing into Ziploc bags or I know that I've got her favorite granola bar instead of hoping that that's the one that the resort has. So just like, you know, most moms have all that kind of stuff in their diaper bag, you might need that kind of stuff with you for an older child where you wouldn't necessarily always have snacks in your bag for your 6 to 12 year old in Disney you might opt to. Okay, so... When we had talked about doing this show, we each had a couple of different things, a couple of of pro tips that we wanted to share. Let's kind of go through them rapid fire, right? I'll take, I'll take one, maybe you can take one or two and then, you know, we'll just, whatever we've left out if, or if somebody else has something else that they want to share about that area, jump in. Does that sound, sound good? Perfect. Okay. So the first thing that I wanted to talk about uh, when we looked at this was the rider swap. So I am now at the point where my kids are little and my wife and I still enjoy going on things that the kids can't go on. And so it's it's really easy for you to go up to the, the attraction that maybe you wanted to ride. You can go on the rider swap line. One of you can go on while the other is waiting. And then the other goes on and the kids are still left attended. No harm, no foul. Everybody has a good time. Magic is there, adults and kids alike. <laughs> so I'll give you the other angle to look at that for. Sure. When yours get a tiny bit older, so you've got one that's tall enough to ride and one that isn't, with the rider swap, you can actually bring that child back with you. So the older child who's tall enough gets the bonus of riding with mom and then again with dad. That's cool. So 
they're not picking. Oh, but maybe they're not tall enough, so I'll give my next one, okay. which is a measure-up pass. And I do beg people to think about, you can Google, there's lots of hacks out there how to make sure your child is tall enough for a certain ride. You know, maybe you get those taller sneakers, pad them with socks, whatever the thing is. Please don't do that. The height requirements are to make sure your child is safe. Yes, they aren't always going to measure identical. They might have been the right mark in one spot and not the other. Depending on the ride, some of them have no height requirements. Others, there's 32 to 48-inch height requirements. If they're close but they just miss, you can get a return pass. Next, and it kind of says, I wasn't tall enough, but next time I'll be. And it works as a magical fast pass the next time you come back. So save it and have that bonus thing to look forward to. That's cool. Um, I'm going to take one. I know a lot of parents have a routine where they have a nap time for their kids. My advice, what we've gone through is, again, it has to work for you. If you have that stroller, you'd be surprised at how quickly, if your kids are ready to zonk out, they may fall asleep in the middle of a park. We like to do the early morning, go home, take a nap, come back at night. You need to really kind of figure out what works for you. And if you do need to stick to your routine and your kid is a napper and they need to get that nap in and it's going to make your vacation more enjoyable as a whole, plan around that. But if they don't need the nap and they can push through on a specific day, you can make that work for you too. But I would not, I, I cannot um, overstate the amount that if you have a stroller with you and your kid is tired, they may fall asleep right there. That is so true. And I'll go with talking about dark rides. You know, it's funny. You might not realize it as an adult till you go the first time with kids. But the number of dark moments that child-friendly rides have. Things like Pirates of the Caribbean, even Mickey's Magic. Sometimes it's 10 seconds at the beginning of the ride. Sometimes it's 10 seconds in the middle I love to bring something like a glow worm or Energizer actually makes these mini um, Disney-shaped flashlights that you can push on them. If you can give your kids something to hold where they can control the light, it's not bright enough it's going to bother anybody around them, but it's something great they can squeeze if the dark scares them. We've also been known to use our camera on something like Haunted Mansion when my niece decided it was too dark and she didn't like it at all and you're in the middle of this ride and there's nothing you can do, I pulled out my cell phone and we just started looking back at our pictures from that day. Again, not enough light to bother anybody around me, but a great way to distract a child and prevent a meltdown. This one I know you're going to have something on, but I mentioned it in a previous show. It's difficult if you go into a vacation and you're like, oh, my kid is so little and I just want to plan the most magical moment that I could have for them. I had told the story about when it started to pour on Main Street, USA, and my daughter just splashed in the puddles and was dancing and was laughing, and I have that video. And it was definitely, for me, the most magical moment that I had in that vacation. Probably was for her, too. Not something we could have planned. And that's it. You know, I've said many times, a Disney vacation needs pre-planning, but be open to that spontaneity. It's so important. And sometimes kids need to be a kid. So my big tip is use some of the playgrounds. The resorts all have them. Those are great. They're very small and manageable. Great to get energy out. Most of the parks have some form of a playground. I will give a little bit of a warning on those, though. They have big climbing structures, and the kids can slide down, and they can come out in multiple different spots. So 
unlike a smaller playground or a playground that you and your child are familiar with at home, some of those playgrounds definitely need lots of sets of eyes on them so that your child doesn't come off and get startled when they don't see you right away. So to segue from that into our most young visitors, the baby care centers is one that I definitely want to talk about because it's something that we've dealt with on a couple of trips that we've had most recently. They're tremendous. They're climate controlled. There's a space there for, you know, mom, if, if mom is, is breastfeeding or bottle feeding, they can be, you know, quasi private. If they're changing, there's, there's, there's an area there to change. They're very helpful staff. It's the type of thing where, as I mentioned at the beginning of the show, no diapers in Disney. If, if, as long as that's not your mantra, there are plenty of places throughout the entire property where these baby care centers are, are available to you. Definitely, definitely take advantage of them. And that's, that's true. All of the restrooms you're going to find changing stations, yes. but these baby care stations are great, as you said, for breastfeeding to get out of the heat. But they also have a mini store in them. Multiple kinds of formula, diapers, desitin, all of those types of things. And not necessarily a kid trick, but desitin is a wonderful thing to solve blisters and other ailments. So Sunburn, we've been known too. Sunburn, to too. To run into a baby care center, even though we don't have a baby. Yeah. I think you got one more here. Autographs are a huge thing for us. And if you're somebody who is going along... You can only do an autograph book so many times in my mind. Um, people do all kinds of things. Keep in mind, don't come up with some of the ideas that are really heavy. I know somebody who carries around like this 200-page Disney encyclopedia to have signed for their child, and they're trying to get every page signed. I don't want to carry something that heavy. We've done tote bags, T-shirts, sneakers, um, cardboard mats to be able to put a vacation picture in later so get creative have fun just keep in mind characters cannot sign a licensed item so that plain five dollar t-shirt from the craft store is perfect a nike swoosh on your shirt they will not sign because it's an endorsement all right so we've we've hit a lot (laughs) what haven't we hit that you think is is important for anybody to know if they're traveling with young people we do teas in our office and say it's the happiest place on earth where somebody's always crying. It can't be magical every moment. Understand out of your surroundings. Sometimes you're there in the heat. Sometimes you're going for more hours. Enjoy the amazing moments and try and put the others out of your head because they do grow up way too quickly. Sandy, thanks for taking the time today to explain to us how we can enjoy these trips with our youngsters. My pleasure. And that's a wrap this week on Let's Talk Diz. If anyone you know could benefit from this or any show, please share it with them. If they enjoy it, have them like, have them subscribe, have them share it with their friends. And don't forget to reach out to the folks at Easy Diz by Instant Impressions Travel Services for any Disney destination planning. Make it a great week. And as always, keep making memories.